Olympics Leave Watson with Mixed Emotions Article by Kieran Murphy Irish show jumper Sam Watson has admitted he has mixed feelings about his Olympic experience. Selected to represent his country in the eventing, dressage, cross-country and show jumping at the Tokyo Olympics was massive for the County Carlo rider who was emulating his father, John, who also represented Ireland at the 1988 Seoul Olympics. However, away from his family for over a month and without the social outlets which would have been associated with the Olympic Games, he found it hard to come to terms with all the rules and restrictions. Then on the track, he had problems with a new safety device when he took part in the cross-country section of the eventing discipline. It was a strange games, I suppose, with COVID in place. There was a lot of testing, isolation. It was never any big celebration moments where you felt you were in any place special. It was hard going in that sense. It was very much head down doing a job, he pointed out. More than most other sports, the equestrian competitors have to care for the welfare of their horses, which all takes time. Competition started on July the 24th, But by then, Sam had spent two weeks in Tokyo and another one week at a training camp in Germany. He shared his space with six other Irish competitors in the Olympic Village. He felt a sense of isolation, and when eating, those sitting together were separated by glass panels. The rooms didn't allow for self-catering. No fridge, no kettle, and we were either in there or busing to our venue. At our venue, we were training. It was very hard. There was no socialising, going to the gym. Just normal things you take for granted weren't there, Sam explained. I think it is going to be one of those experiences where you look back in time and realise that you were at an Olympic Games. A lot of the achievement was even getting to that level. The performance wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but there was nothing disastrous either. Everyone has hard luck stories, But the penalties we got on the cross-country were very unfortunate for me and the horse, he pointed out. It was here where a potential top 20 place was lost, when a new safety device which sees a fence collapse if hit with force. This prevents the horse falling, but Watson said there was no way his Tullabeg flamenco mount hit this fence with any particular force when it collapsed under the pair. Whatever setting with the device, there was no serious mistake there. It activated when it shouldn't have. They need to look at it. It is more an engineering problem, but something you cannot appeal. He didn't touch it hard, Watson explained. It would have cost us a place in the top 20. We had the potential to be in the top 10 between the dressage and the show jumping. We made a few mistakes there, but it was the cross-country which sent us down from the top 20 into the 30s. Putting his own disappointment aside, he was lifted by the performances of the Irish boxing and rowing teams, which took home a combined two gold and two bronze medals. You can see all the athletes around you going through the same thing. I know what they would be going through, the years if not decades of work which goes into it. The extra year with Covid with uncertainty, the stress, more training and then the games themselves. You look at thousands going through the same thing, and when you see an Irish person coming out on top in their sport, you're very proud of them. I could definitely feel that emotion being out there, he related. Sam arrived home on Saturday, August the 6th. He was drained over the weekend. 
Away from his wife and children for so long wasn't easy. Yet he knows he is one of a very small select group of sports people who can call themselves Olympians. It is a privilege and wonderful. Right now it is draining and it is tough. I know I will be very proud and grateful. You are up there with a lot of elite sports people, which is a huge thing. Lawler Lives His Olympic Dream Article by Kieran Murphy Marcus Lawler has had a Tokyo experience which he will remember forever. For many years he had been consumed by a desire to represent his country at an Olympic Games. Now he has realised his dream in the delayed 2020 Games. Having flown out on the 16th of July and competing on Tuesday the 3rd of August, he ran a season's personal best of 20.73 in his first round heat. His time was not good enough to qualify for a semi-final. The result left him with mixed feelings. It was unreal, brilliant. In terms of the performance, I ran a season's best and it was good to do on that stage. I suppose when you are there, you would like to sneak into a semi-final. The top 24 get into the semi-finals and I was 29th. I ran 20.73 and if you were in the other two heats, that time would have got into the semi-finals as an automatic qualifier. I did get a very tough draw. Kenneth Bednarek, who won my heat, eventually won a silver. Without a full closing ceremony, Lawler exited Tokyo on the following Friday, the 6th of August, getting home the following day. Before his departure, he understood the challenges he faced. It was good, very good. To be on that stage is good. It is cutthroat. If you underperform in any way, it's so amplified. The standard out there is so, so good. I was delighted to be able to do a season's best. No matter what the discipline is, every Olympic performance is examined and scrutinised. Lawler knows this. It's being shown to the world. You are up against the best in the world and nobody spares you. You are under that spotlight. It is a very proud thing. You are representing Ireland. The enormity of it. The Olympic Games. I will always be an Olympian now. I am very proud of that and I am representing everything that is good in Irish sport. He says the time spent away between arriving in the Japanese capital and competing was good for him. I couldn't sleep for three, four days because of jet lag. The heat touched on 40 degrees some days. That was a big thing which we had to deal with. That was the biggest difficulty for me. With blisters and every time you stepped onto the track you were sweltering. There were a lot of cooling strategies in place so that you have ice baths, ice towels, ice vests. You were icing your feet. It was all about trying to keep cool and that was the biggest challenge for me. Carlo's new Olympic sprinter explained. We were in the training camp and the accommodation, the food, the facilities were top-notch. We were very restricted in that we couldn't leave the hotel grounds. We were tested every day and were eating in front of someone with a glass screen in front of us. I didn't find that hard. The training camp was sleep, eat and train. In my eyes, that was the perfect situation for me. He was overwhelmed with the support he received. I'm from Carlo, and I'm going out there to take on the world. It is just mad when you think about it like that. The support, the texts, the messages, the tweets was absolutely incredible. I can't say that enough. 
You were made to feel the most important person in the world. Crazy. The flag's on the road. I got a serious send-off. The day I left, the whole road was out. Everyone was out at their gate. It took nearly half an hour to get out. That was brilliant. Phenomenal, he recalled. Ireland's Golden Girl Article by Ger McNally Kelly Harrington has no Carlo link that we know of, but we couldn't let this week's paper pass without a special tribute to Ireland's latest Olympic gold medalist. As you can see on page 74 and 75, we are very proud of our own Carlo Olympians, and both Sam Watson and Marcus Lawler performed with distinction to qualify and then perform in Tokyo. Then there were those with extended Carlo links, like cyclists Eddie Dunbar and Theo Gagan Hart, and those who studied at the brilliant facilities that IT Carlo, like Brendan Boyce and Cleana Manning. Nobody can ever truly understand the sacrifices made and effort needed by every individual to make it as far as the Olympics, and each of those stories that make the Games such a special occasion. Kelly Harrington has had her own battles to get to the top of her chosen sport, and once there, the emotion poured out of the Dubliner after it was announced that she had beaten Beatrice Ferreira of Brazil in stunning fashion by unanimous decision in the women's light final. Her story is an inspirational one and shows what can be done with a never-say-die attitude. I'm not afraid of failure and I'm not afraid of losing, so I suppose once you're not afraid of that, then anything is possible, Harrington said afterwards. I don't know what it means to be an Olympic champion, to be honest. It hasn't sunk in yet. I've just won a fight, like one fight. Each fight is one fight. This won't sink in until I get home, until I see my family. To have the support of a nation backing you is just... It's actually hard to believe. I actually feel the nation has been behind me. Regardless of whatever happened out there today, whether I got a silver or a gold... I knew and I know that I have made them proud. The amount of lovely messages that I have got just saying I'm inspiring the young kids coming up and the way I carry myself that I've made the country proud. That's my goal, she continued. To be able to inspire the next generation coming up. To be able to carry myself well so that kids coming up can carry themselves well. This is what it's all about. Holding the Olympic gold medal, she added, I don't know what it means, to be honest. It hasn't sunk in yet. I've just won a fight, like one fight. Each fight is one fight. I'm at a fight, I'm at a tournament. This won't sink in until I get home, until I see me family, and to be honest with you, coming out here, I knew I was going to be away for six weeks, and I had said to John, after three weeks, if I want to go home, can I go home? I don't know how I'm going to be able to perform if I'm homesick. And John was just like, Kelly, relax, you won't be homesick. And I wasn't homesick. The team has been fantastic. The boxing team has rallied around me and we've rallied around each other. The Tokyo Olympics was a strange one and the empty seats in the stands meant there wasn't the same atmosphere that we expect when we see athletes perform the scarcely believable across all their disciplines. 
Robert Harrington, and of course fellow gold medalists Paul O'Donovan and Finbar McCarthy, and the bronze medalists boxer Aidan Walsh and rowers Afrik Kyo, Emer Lam, Fiona Murta and Emily Hegarty, delivered in style, and the appetite is already whetted for the Paris Games in 2024. <laughs>